0: All right, all right. Here we go. Episode four of The Techie and the Cowboy. My name is Alistair Hunt, aka The Techie.
1: And I'm T.W. Lawrence, aka The Cowboy.
0: So always starting off with giving gratitude, welcoming our new listeners, and giving gratitude for those of you that have been tuning in with us these last few episodes. And uh, thank you for your feedback. Thank you for your support. Thank you for sharing this with your friends and family and uh, people that really just want to be able to go on this journey with us as is that we just kind of explore our faith and and different topics that really mean a lot to us. So for this topic, we're going to talk about the power of giving and why it is that you need to give to receive. T.W., how you feel about this topic, man?
1: I think that it is something that is kind of not spoken about a lot, because when you ask people to give, they get very defensive right away. It's kind of like, "Oh, what do you want from me now? Everybody wants something from me you know i can't I'm tapped out I can't give any more time, money, energy, prayer, whatever. So I think it's timely that we talk about it. It kind of those kind of people are the ones who listen, or the first thing that they think about is that expression about "Give till it hurts." well, if you're doing that, it just hurts <laughs> we're, we're talking about giving in a way that is good for the person who receives it and it's good for the person who gives it
0: i think there's a little bit of a guilt around giving if they don't give too much or if they give a lot they're like man i'd do enough i can't do any more so let's talk about it but we'll start off by kicking that intro music let's do this
1: and now a few minutes with two of my friends who will soon be yours the techie and the galboy
0: all right so let's start off by talking about how it feels to give you know you hit it in the intro there whenever you talked about people think that they have to give till it hurts and it becomes a painful thing to them where they're almost dreading giving and i think that's if you're not giving with the in the right spirit or in the right mindset then that kind of defies the point
1: i think that we should start off by having a quick discussion of when you say giving giving what what does it uh, qualifies as giving something in order to receive, giving what?
0: Well, that's a good place to start because there's different ways that you can give. You can give your money, you can give your time. Um, You can actually give by doing actions for people. We know we were talking about before it is that we start recording, you can actually give favors, like you can make a phone call or connect people with the right person, or you can give that way. So there's lots of different ways, I believe that you can give. But I think one of the most powerful things that you can do is, is to give of your time.
1: Exactly. Because that's that's what you have most of. You have more time than money often. And as we have seen in our society, money isn't necessarily the cure to things so that actually giving money might turn out to be counterproductive. When you give of your time, you're investing of yourself in someone else's situation. You kind of have to think about why Why am I doing this? Is this somebody that I know? Is it a relative? Is it a spouse? Um, why Why indeed would I do this?
0: Not only that, time is one of those things that you hear it all the time that you can't get more of. So when you give somebody your time, you're giving them something that you'll never get back. Uh, so I think it's very, very valuable to be able to give your time towards something or to be able to to help somebody else. Um, which kind of leads us into the whole giving without expectations part of it. A lot of times the reason why people give is so that they can have other people see them giving or so that they can rid themselves of the guilt of not giving, like writing a check or we won't even get into the whole tithing and offering and that portion of it, uh, of the giving. But a lot of people do it because it's something that they either feel, feel like they have to do or feel like it is that they other people expect for them to do. But talk a little bit about giving without expectations.
1: Well, I think a, a good example would be uh, you as a father, me as a uh, stepfather and grandfather. At my age, I have a cumulative chestful of life experience. I'd hate for that to go away, and people not know what I know, especially the good stuff that I, you know, that I have learned. And so I take um, each one of the grandkids aside, you know when it's appropriate five minutes a day and say, something that I didn't know at your age that I know now is this. And I will show them an example of that. Particularly, you've seen pictures of my office. I've got little things here and there and that kind of stuff. When they come into my office, they get fascinated by what that is. And so I'll pull it up and say, here's what this is. Here's what it is used for. Because there's some things that I have, you just don't see every day. They don't use them anymore. So they, you know, they get fascinated with them. As an example, I was in a bookstore the other day, and as part of their decorations, they had one of those old, like from the 1930s typewriter, where they have the big round keys and the rib and all that kind of (laughs) stuff. And it was on the floor underneath this table where they had some books specials for sale. And the kid pointed at it, and his father was next to him, and he said, what is that? He'd never seen one. And so his dad says, well, it's kind of like a printer without spell check. (laughs) So.
0: And I bet that he was able to relate with that. But I right. love that whole perspective of it because uh, all of a sudden you're passing on a, a legacy to them and they're going to remember those times forever of you know their granddad showing them different things that they would have never experienced. So, so now you're doing two things. You're actually giving back to them some of your knowledge. So you're passing on your knowledge as part of that legacy, but you're also giving them a piece of time that they'll remember forever. When they see that next time, be like, hey, I remember whenever my granddad showed me this and, you know, and then they can share that with their kids and they can pass that on as well.
1: Right. Another thing that you can give in terms of giving your time is giving your compassion. For example, when you're you're volunteering for some activity like at church, uh, for example, you and I are both Stephen ministers. We are actually both Stephen leaders. That's how we met. But when we do our one-on-one with what we call the care receiver, We're not only giving our time, we're giving our knowledge to a certain extent because we are listening and where appropriate we apply things that we have learned. And we are not being paid for this, but as you and I have both talked about, we cannot do what we do with any particular person that we deal with as a care receiver without that experience of what's going on in their life changing my outlook to say, I've never been in that situation but that act of sharing my compassion changes me. It, it kind of bounces back and it, you know, it, it comes back to me and it's something that I wouldn't have had if I would just been sitting reading a magazine.
0: And I think this happens in any place that you're giving. Like we love to be able to volunteer at the the local food pantry. We've been doing that for several years. And we have an organization that we volunteer different events with. One of our favorite events to volunteer with is the um, the shoe distribution at the beginning of the year, where it is that these kids, some of these kids only once a year, they get this new pair of shoes whenever this event happens. So you'll see them come back with the shoes that they were wearing last year that are way too small that they've outgrown, but this is their chance for a family of seven for all their kids to get brand new shoes right before school starts. And so it changes you being able to see that me having three kids who it is that, you know, aren't struggling or whatever else and we're able to provide for them. And my parents are, are awesome at that's their thing is to get them, their school clothes. And that's kind of part of their tradition that they built, but seeing these kids who it is that are so excited about this pair of shoes because this is something that probably one of the one of the parents told me, this is one of the few new things that they get ever, uh, you know, inside of their whole childhood life. They get most of the kids, especially the younger ones, are going to get the hand-me-downs from their older brothers or their older sisters uh, or from somebody else inside of the family. But now they get to go pick and shop for their own shoes that they picked and they get to put them in the box and they get to take them home and they get to wear them the first day of school. And when you see that, it changes you. It changes your whole perspective. It gives you such gratitude for the blessings that have been bestowed upon you. Um, so I think that anytime it is that you give, like you said, you get just as much out of it as it is that you're putting into it because seeing that person's life be different also makes your life change at the same time.
1: Well, we have heard countless stories about people who have been on mission trips, particularly younger people who go over to overseas and They're they're put in a situation that is completely unfamiliar to them because the way those people live, and if, particularly if they're in rural settings and stuff like that, they have never identified with. And they come back and go, "I didn't realize how well off we were. That my mom and dad are able to provide all this stuff for us that not everybody in the world has." So that act of giving of, you know, giving up their spring break to do that has has affected them in that regard. I know that there's a. I can't remember the name of it, but there's an inner city church that our church is affiliated with. And they have this program where they bring, particularly during the summertime, they bring, you know, a bus full of kids or a a van full of kids. And we take them up to the Cowboy Church and they have some song and a little bit of, you know, scripture and that kind of stuff. And then we take them down to the corral and we put them on horses and we we ride them around. (laughs) We ride them around the corral and, and the kids who are members of the Cowboy Church lead them around there. And most of these kids from the city have never even seen a horse live, let alone sit on a horse. And then you like those pony rides where you you know you ride around in a circle and they come back just kinda of like odd that wow, there are people that live in the in the way that they ride horses. And I remember Jody, one of the young ladies that was there was almost at tears. She said, those kids have never been able to ride a horse before. It affected her greatly that not every kid was like her. She, she rides practically every day. So it affected her. So she saw that people live differently than she does.
0: This is why I think that one of the best ways to be able to change your situation, whether it is that you're having a bad day or a bad week or a bad month, a bad year, or you're in a bad situation, one of my favorite ways to be able to, to change that is to, to find a way to be able to give to somebody who's in need, whether it's, and like you said, there's different ways to be able to give it. They can be in need emotionally, they could be in need financially, or they can be in need just of your time of being able to spend that. And when you do that with somebody who it is that needs you, it kind of goes back to what we talked about in the last episode. You can't be in a state of sadness and anger and at the same time be in a state of gratitude. So whenever it is that you're you're giving, you're, again you're getting something out of it that's not expected because you're helping to be able to change your situation, take your focus off what it is that you think that you need. So so I think that you know giving just just to be able to help yourself realize how blessed you are is is a great way to be able to turn things around.
1: One of the uh, topics that we talked about earlier was the difference between and it has to do with expectations a bit, but the difference between Christian giving and affecting your karma. You know, in the karma equation, if I do something good, you know, like a a sound wave, it bounces back to me. If I do something bad, something bad is going to come back to me. You've generated good karma or bad karma and you said that you had listened to one of your uh your preachers talk about that
0: yeah he talked about how it is that a lot of times we feel like it is that we're filling our bucket you know of good things that we that are supposed to do so that way it is that uh, whenever it's our turn that's going to come back around so in other words i'm trying to rack up all these good points by doing stuff and then whenever it comes back around, so I've heard people even try and use the whole, so I'm going to do this because I know it's going to come back around tenfold. And I think that, that goes back to our giving without uh, having any expectations. Whenever it is that you give for a specific point that's other than helping the person you're giving to and you're expecting something out of it, I think, in my mind, it waters down and it diminishes the whole point and the whole reason of why it is that you're giving. So if you're doing this because it is that you want to take a Facebook photo, or if you do it because it is that you want to take an Instagram photo, look at me, look at how much it is I give and how much it is that I do. And you could tell this because then people get really upset when they're not recognized for their giving. I think that diminishes the whole uh, ability for you to be able to get as much out of it, but it also diminishes your ability to be able to see the blessings and giving.
1: Well, the one thing that we have never read about or heard about, even with all the investigative uh, research that's been done, is Jesus did not have a PR department. <laughs> he didn't have uh, people out there, you know, a media specialist to say, okay, we covered that thing with the 500 uh, loaves and fishes, you know, made a big splash. Okay, now let's go set up this, you know, this thing. He did it because of who he was.
0: I mean, if you think about it, if you look at it, he did it everywhere he went. If he saw somebody that was in need, it wasn't a second thought of it. It's just, it was part of who it is that, that he was, as is that he was going. He didn't say, okay, if we hit Jerusalem, I think there's more miracles that need to be done there uh, than, you know, the other places. That's a good point. I never looked at it that way. That's funny.
1: Right. But at the same time, we've all been uh, taught that when we have faith, when we accept Jesus, One of the things that is a natural result of that is that we will try to be more Christ-like in our behavior. And doing what we can for people, just like he did, we can, you know, give somebody a bottle of water when it's hot, you know, whatever the thing is, just because it's a good thing to do. It is within my power to do. And it's not coming at a tremendous cost for me, so why not do it?
0: Absolutely, I mean, even stuff like whenever it is you go to grocery stores and they have those little bags that you can buy, this extra five, six, seven six, $7 on, on your groceries that goes back to school supplies for somebody who's starting school, or groceries for the food bank. Little things like that I think have a big ripple effect in the long run, because you never know who it is that, that that goes to that may have just needed it. And what I like to do is I like to also, if I'm doing something like that, I also like to say a quick prayer for the person who it is, that's going to be receiving it. Uh, you know, just, just as whoever it is that is going to be able to receive this, may this help bless them and may their situation change so that they can be, you know, better in the future. Just something small that, that goes along with my, my giving. So it's not just me adding six or $7 to my groceries. Now I'm really thinking about the person who it may actually go to.
1: Well, it, interesting. Uh, my older stepdaughter, I didn't know, no, where she started this, but when I started traveling again after her mom and I got married, she said to me, "Do you ever bring this extra soap and shampoo home from a motel?" And I said, "Well, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I just don't think about it. She said, "Will you start doing that?" And I said, "Okay, thinking, man, are things that rough in your household that I have to be supplying with you I could see her taking those little things and dumping them into a big container or whatnot. <laughs> do you know what she was doing with? It? She was taking the shampoo. The soap, toothbrushes that she got, you know, when you go to the dentist and, and and that kind of stuff and put them in a little clear Ziploc bag, small one. And then when you come off the expressway and you're stopping at a light and the people are asking for money, she'll give this to them rather than give them money. She gives them some hygiene products. And so now she gave me a couple of those things to carry in my truck. Fran has some in her car. And I stopped and gave one to a guy who was asking for money at the, at the off ramp. And he goes, wow, I've never actually gotten soap before. I can use this. Thanks. I was expecting him to, to laugh at me or want money or whatever. I was just thinking, oh, how easy was that to do? You know, it takes two seconds to toss the rest of the containers that you don't use in and, and recycle them in that way.
0: And that's what I mean, it becomes a part of who it is that you are, you start subconsciously looking for ways that you could be able to give, whether it's letting the lady that's behind you go ahead of you in line, or it doesn't have to be big, huge uh, things that you do, but it it makes all of the difference in the world. And and you were telling me about an instance that you kind of ran into, uh, you know, at the grocery store the other day. So, So talk a little bit about that, because that was pretty cool.
1: Oh, the one where I was last in line? Yes. It was actually Ikea, it wasn't a grocery store. Uh, so they had, a, I had one thing, I was about one object, and lines were long, and they had this thing says, you know, one to ten items over here, and there was no line. The reason there was no line is because they'd closed the line, but they hadn't put up the sign that says, this line is closed. So I walked up there, and the lady had just told the person in front of me, you'll be the last one. And then when I got up there, she realized she hadn't put the sign out, and she goes, okay, you will be the last one. You'll put this sign behind you, which said you know I'll close. so when I got up there I said thank you very much for taking me you could have just sent me to the other line I said um in return what I'd like to do is say a prayer for you or your family or something I can pray about she looked at me and then she she kind of thought about it and she smiled she said oh yes please will you pray for my family finances we really need all the prayers we can get so I asked her her name she told me so we said a quick little prayer about that, and she beamed and just said, "Thank you. You've made my day. I got my stuff left. Could have just said nothing, but you know, I was, I was prepared to do that."
0: So her being able to to give, and she didn't even know that she was doing it by allowing you to be able to get into the line, and then your ability to be able to give back to her by uh, praying with her, uh, and then see that that comes with that whole thing of it just creates a ripple effect. So one thing rippled another, and now you're able to be able to make her feel better about her situation, knowing that she has somebody praying for you, which is what we talked about in the last episode is just the power of knowing that somebody is praying for you has its own uh, sense of relief that you get from that. So
1: one one of the things that I guess is just my DNA, the way that I'm built. Yeah. My Christian DNA, I guess I should say, is that to me, one of the easiest and most impactful things that you can give is a compliment. And an easy compliment to give is to say thank you and mean it, Um, which I make sure that I always do when I had staff. I make sure that they were acknowledged for doing the things that they did, whether it was just doing their job well every day or doing something a little extra. I made sure they knew I knew and they were complimented.
0: And that's one of those situations that we're talking about where it is you just find different ways to be able to give expecting nothing in return. You never know how it is that that may have shifted just from that one compliment. So actually the last subject that I want to be able to talk about, I kind of touched on a little bit early is, is documenting your journey. So, so like I've had some people that, that comment because, We do a lot of Facebook showing our our journey inside of life and everything else like that. And one of the things that I realized early on whenever it is that we're volunteering is that one of the best ways to be able to get other people to volunteer is to be able to show you uh, how it is that our volunteering is affecting other lives and then invite you to be able to join us to go with it. So we've gotten a lot of people to be able to volunteer for the food pantry and got a lot of people to be able to volunteer with different missions that we do with our our church uh, just by us documenting our journey as it is that we are volunteering. But there's a difference between doing it for that aspect and doing it, like I said earlier, as a look at me, uh, look at what, what it is that I'm doing. Look at how much it is that I'm giving. And there's a, there's a fine line between that. And you almost have to, every time it is that you're going to post on social media for me, or every time it is that I'm documenting it, I have to do a litmus test with myself to make sure that I'm doing it for the right reason. Am I really doing this to be able to invite others and to be able to give exposure to this amazing mission that it is that we're volunteering for and helping others to be able to want to do the same and give back to this mission? Or am I doing this because I feel like it is that I've done something so quote unquote great and I want other people's to, to be able to see what I'm doing? So I, I challenge everybody who, whenever it is that you are documenting your journey, whenever it is that you are sharing, that you kind of do that same test with yourself. Because I'm by far not perfect with it and I catch myself all the time. Uh, whenever it is that I'm doing that. But it's just a great way to be able to make sure it is that you're doing it without expecting something in return, but also that you're getting the most out of it and you're letting your heart be open to all of that that you get out of giving without it being tainted by something else. So I definitely wanted to just touch on that before it is that we finish. It
1: takes practice to find, as you were saying, the difference between showing off and being sincere. You have to kind of figure out where your sweet spot is. And the only way you will do that, just like, Practicing a piano or anything else, you get better at it, and you find your natural spot. The more you do it, particularly if you do it with good intentions.
0: So at the other day, just go out there and find a way to be able to give to others. It doesn't matter whether it is that you're giving your money, your time, your actions, whether it's that you're doing stuff for others. We encourage you to be able to get out there and give. We also encourage you to be able to interact with us. Let us know how it is that you felt about this podcast. Uh, you know, you can go reach out to us on our Facebook page, our Instagram page. If you go to www. That the, techie and the cowboy.com We have links to all of those. We love discussion about the topics because that's really our goal is just to be able to create more discussion around things that aren't really talked about as you travel with two guys, just figuring this thing out, going through the journey. We appreciate you taking this journey with us. So my name is Alistair Hunt, AKA The Techie.
1: And this is T.W. Lawrence, AKA The Cowboy.
0: And we're out, so kick that country outro music.
1: That's it for this episode. Join us again next time for The Techie and the Cowboy. Hit us up on our website, thetechieandthecowboy.com. Let us know what y'all think.